This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. For Cores of Glory, MyMac Podcast 337. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 337 in our continuing efforts to entertain and amuse and uh, educate. Yeah, let's go with that. So, uh, who, 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 who are we doing that to? Uh, well, if, if, they, if they need our education, they've got other problems. How are you doing, Gaz? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Ganyu. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, I've got some news. That I, I can't tell you what it is yet. Okay. You, thanks. <laughs> it's a tease. I'm teasing you, Gaz. Yeah, you are. You're I'm teasing like poking, me. poking you in the side. Yeah. Well, you know, no change there. <laughs> uh, we have got a jam-packed show tonight. Jam. Uh, jam. Jelly jam. And uh, we're going to have a special guest on with us tonight, Rowan. Uh, Help me. Was, 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 hey, was, guy, there. Guy, Good you God. know me in names. I'm keeping stum. <laughs> You're just not going there, are you? Nope. Okay. Rowan Wasnick. And if I say it wrong, um, it's your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I, I can't blame Gaz. So I'll uh, tell you what, because we got so much going on, let's just get right into the new stuff at mymac.com. Uh, for, ooh, ooh, first yes. up, first up, is the latest pocket-sized pod, pocket-sized podcast podcast? Pod That's what we're doing tonight. Yes, uh, <laughs> number number five, iPad-sized rant by Scott Wilsey. Uh, next is a guess what? <laughs> hmm. Concerti Studio Stand Power Duo and Cinema Seat Seat iPad Accessories. That's a review by Sam Negri. And uh, let's see, right after that, well, it's a little post from Larry Grinnell, my brother, and it looks like he's ready to stroke out in the picture that he, incl- he included with this. Yeah. He was having yeah. some problems with his uh, with his G4 Mac Mini that, that just died, and he's got a lot of work to do. Good luck, Larry. Glad it's not <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, the next is a review of Tags by Gravity Apps, and that comes from Suze. It's not Suzy, it's Suze, you yeah. nitwit Brit. Yeah, you see, I got it right. I got it right. Suze Gilbert. <laughs> oh, and then we have uh, Tech Fan number 19 with David and Tim. And apparently, David kind of goes off on this one. I haven't had a oh, chance yes. to listen yes, to it. Yes, I've yet. listened to it. I've listened to it. And, a a um, shay of celebration. Yeah, I've got to say, I, I did sit there listening to it today actually uh nodding my head so well done david well said yeah there's a tease for everybody yeah and so yeah so if you guys aren't getting the tech fan cup podcast you really should be it's a great podcast you got the next one guys am i yep oh yeah yes i, I said too much on the last one didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it happens and it's a it's another app review uh this time from elisa you say picelli i say picelli no i was ready you caught me out there you caught me out <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, an app review of adobe photoshop express yep 
And uh, let's see. We had now. I think both you and I were surprised by the amount of feedback <laughs> that actually. You know what? Before we get to the feedback, no, do, um, do the, yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah, I, I need. We have a, we have special birthday wishes for someone in the MyMac family, and I, I wrote a poem for the occasion. Yes. <laughs> dead, dead silence because because my poetry is is just it's brilliant and I think everyone is going to love this. So you ready, Gaz? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> twinkle do, twinkle bay. I look into the mirror for whose birthday it is today. Flibberty Rex, Flibberty Bevan. Why from App Minute it's Sam Levin. Yay! Oh, 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 hold on. And now, children, today we're going through the arched window. <laughs> I can't find the sound effect that I wanted. Damn it! No, no, no! <laughs> Crap! <laughs> yeah! Yeah. Okay. We'll take out your expletive, and that will be really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, getting back on track here. Yes. Uh, we have we have a lot of fe- and and like I was saying just before I went into that whole weirdness. Um, I think we were both very surprised at the amount of feedback that we got based <laughs> on last week's show, which you know the entire last. Set, and if you if you haven't listened to it yet, or if you know, for whatever reason go back and listen to it, the, the third part of the show was. Yes podcasting genius <laughs> yeah apparently so yeah <laughs> just based on the feedback we got um the first one is from eric osaki from hawaii he said he was listening to the podcast while driving home and it was during the recording of the bumpers that there should have been a warning about operating heavy equipment or moving vehicles when listening to the g-men he said some were much better than others but it was dangerous either way and he actually came up with uh, with one for us, uh, two men, one mind, other one sharing the G men on the mymac.com podcast. <laughs> and I sent yeah. him back a reply asking him now, which one of us has the mind and which one of us is sharing. But I think it's probably painfully no, obvious. No, yeah. <laughs> Leave it there. Leave just, it there. We'll just move along from there. <laughs> well, I, uh, we also got an email from Andrew Hall. Um, he said he's just finished, in, just finished listening to the podcast 336 and thought I'd see what kind of bumper I might be able to come up with. So here it goes. I like this. Hoping there won't be a repeat of the Revolutionary War. <laughs> the G-Men on the MyMacNowCom podcast. <laughs> That is good. Yeah. You know, yeah. we should we should save both of those and re- record those. Uh, maybe not tonight, but sometime very soon. Yeah, yeah, possibly. And we also got some uh, some Twitter feedback from Steve Hammond. Now, now, Steve, you know I love you, buddy, but I have no idea what this means. And well, I think I do, but you just read it. Okay, it's if it cannot go deeper than that, the G Men on the MyMac dot com podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm very confused. Yes, yes. Well, I think that's what our normal state of affairs, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, now, I, I've also had I, – I was having a bit of a discussion with uh, Scott, who's uh, – he's been on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, I had an issue, actually. This is – we're actually moving onto Mac territory here. <gasps> 
Oh my god! Yeah, steps back in amazement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a uh, an application called BusyCal, which is like a souped-up iCal, I suppose is the best yeah. way to describe that's, it. That's that's from uh, BusyMac software. I mean, I, I used to use the um, BusyMac syncing software so that I could sync up my iCal calendars to more than one computer, right. and also to other users on the same computer. Uh, and then BusyCal come along, and it was reduced for people who had the BusySync software. Um, so I went for it, and I pretty much use it all the time now. Anyway, I recently moved over to the new uh, Mobile Me. Um, Apple's you, Mobile Me, yeah. Uh, Apple's Mobile Me, which you get, you know, the new Mobile Me calendar, which you can get um, online. And thought no more of it. And then a few days later, uh, a, an update, uh, which to BusyGirl uh, came out, which was 1.5.1, which I duly updated to. And once I'd updated it, I basically lost all of my calendars. They all just disappeared. Oh, my God. So, so you can imagine, I'm, I'm sat there looking at my machine thinking, my calendar's clear. <laughs> well, I guess I can I, take a vacation then. The <laughs> <laughs> calendar is gone. Everything. Oh my. And I'm thinking, right, right, now what am I going to do? Okay, what I'll do is I'll go to the Mac, um, the MacBook, I'll start it up, but I won't sync it, so I can then sync that up to mobile. Anyway, it was much simpler than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Because apparently, apparently all I had to do was go into... Uh, the BusyCal uh, services and uh, click on the mobile me service and connect to the server. So let me just um, let me just take you through that because okay. there may be a few people that have got BusyCal who may not have updated or have n- have been thinking about updating to the to the, the what the newer version of BusyCal the new, the new no the new ver- the new mobile me calendar that is available. Oh, um, okay. Which you've got the option when you go on to um, the calendar online. Um, but basically, once you go into BusyCal, you click on calendar um, and then you can connect to the mobile bomb Cal dev server and everything reappears as if by magic. <laughs> so well, that, that did make me very happy when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the kind of simplicity that I need in my life. Yes, yes. No doubt about so, it. Absolutely. Um, although I've been and done that now and I'm getting some duplications, so I'm not very happy with you now. <laughs> no. Wah, wah. Uh, wah. No, yeah, I, I get, um, <laughs> I get, I get lots of, of, cause I mean, I've, I've got, uh, some Google calendars. I've got the, the mobile me calendars. I've got various calendars within, uh, iCal here on my Mac that I all kind of sync up and yeah. I, I constantly get like, okay, well, I've got three instances where I need to go to the dentist at nine fifteen in the morning. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> because going to the dentist just once isn't enough for me. Um, real quick. You, you're a glutton for punishment, aren't you, really? Well, yeah. I thought that was kind of self-evident. <laughs> <laughs> Punish me. Punish me. I like the pain. Uh, speaking of pain, uh, last week I had promised to talk about Macworld Expo and then was woefully unprepared when we actually began to talk about it. It's what I do. So I went back through my notes and uh, started to kind of look around. And this is going to end up being kind of a two-part thing because yeah. we, we have a lot to do. That, we have a lot that we need to do tonight. So I just want to mention these particular companies that I saw. And this was basically, if, if you walk in the doors, it was all the companies on the left side of the hall. So hopefully next week I can talk about the right side of the hall. And it'll, what, about, what, what about the middle? 
oh, I can't be fussed with them. <laughs> <laughs> They're just up the creek. Um, well, I wanted to mention TuneUp Media. This is software that that you know you use in your iTunes account that that fills in all the metadata. Um, they had their little superhero girls running around that were real cute. Uh, Dexum, which is uh, a company that that makes various hardware, they had this really really cool charger that has this this LED cable and it glows blue. So you plug your device in either into your computer or into a wall. And as it starts to charge, you see these, these led blue lights kind of slide across the cable. And as the device gets more and more full, the led lights slow down completely useless, but looks very, very cool. Um, <laughs> Otherworld computing's, uh, mercury Aura pro solid state drives, which I wish I could afford and can't, uh, under the "you have got to be freaking kidding me" is the iDevices iGrill, a meat thermometer that talks to your iPhone or iPod Touch through Bluetooth. Now, this got quite a lot of um, airtime, I think, because I thought I saw this on quite a few other podcasts and people talking about it. And there was, um, I think, I, I think why it got a little bit of airtime was the fact that it it's like a third party, a true third different type of third party device syncing up with the you know the iOS software right so that so that you could use the you know to facilitate checking something in and in this case a meat temperature thermometer. of <laughs> <laughs> hey at least they tried yeah. yeah there has got to be a better use for this technology than a meat thermometer. Hey, I can't think of anything more useful when I'm out in the garden and I'm got checking my iPad. <laughs> got my iPad, and you know I'm having to stand. And, and, but I know I just go to the app, check, check the thermometer. <laughs> okay, my meat's yeah. at 150 degrees. It's got about 10 yes. more minutes. No, no, no. It's but it, I think that's why it got a lot of airtime, and you know, fair dues, fair yeah, dues. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, cool technology. Got to wonder about the application. Uh, Blue Technologies Yeti Pro, which allows you to use either XLR or USB connectivity. So if you're like, uh, well, like a lot of the stuff that we do, when we go to Macworld Expo or at times I've gone to Chicago or, you know, other places around for various events. And I don't always have, don't want to take a, a mixer and, you know, XLR connectivity. Well, the Blue Yeti Pro lets you also connect up with the same microphone through USB, which is kind of sweet. Um, finally saw Kensington's key folio iPad case with, you know, case right. and keyboard. And like I said last week, uh, the Zagmate case didn't buy either one of them. Um, I like the key folio case a little bit better as far as it, it's look and feel. Um, but you're stuck in landscape mode with almost all of these case keyboards, which is why I'm, I'm still waiting for that one that I can switch back and forth and I won't have to put out a Herculean effort to get, to get my iPad out of it. Like I had to do with the Zagmate. <laughs> um, something really cool. L fives, uh, IR remote dongle plugs into the 30 pin slot on your iPod touch or your iPhone has a free app. You can configure remote controls for just about any device that you know you have connected up to your entertainment system. I'm going to look at that. I I, I may get that. That's really kind of cool. Well, I tell you what. That, that if you do, and it's certainly something I'm going to be looking at because um, I the plan is that I'm going to be getting uh, an iPhone. 
this year. Right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the on the fence waiting for the next one to come out, the next iteration, iPhone 5. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And, and I've got this, you know, my first-gen iPod Touch, which is going to kind of not be redundant, but it's starting to, you know, it be of less and less use because right. of its age in so much as it's getting a bit slow. It still does a perfectly good job. I mean, I use it every day. But that sort of thing is a kind of thing where, you know, I could then perhaps also use it, combine it with one of these control apps that you can use with the Mac Mini as well. And then I'll have a remote, which I can use, obviously, with the Mac Mini and possibly with the TV as well. So that will be quite interesting to see if well, do, uh, that it, does actually your, works. Does your TV have an IR uh, function functionality as far as its remote goes? If it's IR, chances are it'll work Oh, it. yeah, it's probably not, is it? It's probably not IR. Ooh, I'll have to look into that. Well, I'll look into that. Okay. <laughs> Next up, a uh, blast. Uh, else, else that's going to be useless and I won't be buying it. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll work with everything else. Oh, um, blast by a parent software. It's kind of like uh, Spotlight on steroids. Boom by Global Delight. They make all different kinds of software. Uh, it As compared to, and I'm not going to mention any, any other software, there's another bit of software that, that uh, we, we've talked about on the show in the past that mostly just works with QuickTime. Boom by Global Delight works with any kind of noise that your Mac will make. Uh, busy, well, busy Macs, Busy Cal, and Busy To Do, they had a nice booth. Uh, yep. Seed Software's Elasti Movie Editor and Effects Generator. Now, I, kind of, I saw them on the show floor, and I've looked at some of their stuff online, and it looks really cool. Little pricey, but um, you know we'll see what happens with that. That's available on the Mac App Store too. Uh, Dolly Drive's cloud backup solution, which lets you create like a, a cloud version of Time Machine, as long as you don't go over two hundred and fifty uh, gigabytes. Found that to be an interesting limitation. Uh, Code Weavers had impersonators at their booth, including a, a Lady Gaga imitator, and I thought that was very strange, but that's okay. Uh, so no, now this was something that I thought was really cool until I found out one of the limitations of it, the Sonoma Wireworks guitar jack. It's got both a, um, like a, a one eighth input for a microphone and a one quarter input for a guitar. And it plugs into the 30 pin connector on most older iOS devices, but not the iPhone four or the iPad bummer. Uh, Sennheiser. Had some really cool microphones. I almost bought a MKE 400 camcorder shotgun mic, but considering that I only shot one video the whole time I was there, I decided not to do it. And the last bit for Macworld before we take our break, um, I, when I got to Ohio, I started looking through my stuff, and I couldn't find my SD card reader. So I went to a, a local Walmart, and I picked up a Targus TGR-SD20 SD card reader, and it only does SD cards. For about fifteen bucks, and you know, it, it's just an uh, uh, an SD card reader, not that big of a deal. But it included a short USB extension cable, so if you need to plug it into the back of the computer, like a Mac Mini or an iMac, you can bring this little extension cable around, and you're not having to, to fumble and fiddle around in the back trying to plug in your, you know, your your whatever it is you're trying to plug in. And I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. 
And of course, once I got to Macworld and started unpacking all my stuff, I found my original SD card reader. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. So uh, I think uh, this is where we're going to take a break. So Yeah, so I think I'm going to do it this week. Sure. Everybody, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Smooth as butter. Smooth as butter. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing by to stand by. Am I, am I supposed to do something while I'm standing by? Then See, the noise you just heard just got mail on my iPhone. That's because I'm a huge tech fan. I'm a fan of technology, and as such, got a new podcast called, coincidentally enough, Tech Fan. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the show. We've got David Cohen, another ex-MyMac.com podcast host. So it's just a continuation of what you're hearing here on MyMac. We broaden the scope just a little bit, including not just Apple and the Macintosh and the iOS devices, but, you know, Google, Microsoft, Nokia. If it has to do with technology, we're talking about it. So I hope you give us a chance. It's TechFan. You can find a listing to it at MyMac.com. It's in iTunes, free of charge, not going to cost you a dime, unless you want to send us some money, in which case uh, make it out to cash and uh, just email me and I'll get you that info. Hey, it's TechFan, MyMac.com. Peace out. Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Uh, I'm never doing that again. Nope, mail. Yet brings me down all right Tossing and turning and freezing and burning Freshly squeezed and ready to pop. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Um, I've got a little bit of news, Gaz. There was... You have? Yes. Now, as, as most people are aware, I have been having... You're not pregnant, are you? Yes, I am. I am. I'm, Congratulations. Uh, I'm having Angelie Jolie's baby. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> I just want to be there in some some way or fashion. Uh, actually, everyone who's listened to the show for the last uh, couple of months has known that I've had some problems with GarageBand and my uh, my current Mac. And apparently my begging for money from our listeners has done absolutely no good whatsoever. <laughs> and neither should it. Uh. And neither should it. <laughs> Damn you all. No, I'm kidding. I love you all. So I've, I've gone ahead and uh, I've purchased a new Mac. Now, it, what? Wow. Yeah. What, you've got it. You, you didn't tell. You, are you on it tonight? Um, well, no. Oh. 
No, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as exciting as all that. Mm. Yeah, oh, now well, you sound dis- yeah. now disappointed. Yeah. Well, I'm bored now. <laughs> <laughs> so why even bring it up at all? <laughs> now, I, uh, I found a it's, – it's a quad three – Gigahertz uh, Mac Pro. Uh, ah, hence the title. I didn't know what you had. Yeah, right. yeah. Four cores of glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I see. So the only thing I'll need to add to it, I'll need to put in some bigger drives, and I've already got two uh, two terabyte drives I'm going to drop into it, and I'll need to get some more memory. Now, I'm holding off on the memory because I want to have the, the machine in so, front so, of me. So, whoa, 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 guy. Whoa, you said a, new, a brand new one you bought. No. No. Oh. It's off eBay. Ah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ooh, fingers, fingers crossed, touch wood. Remember my lesson. Yes, yes. No, no, no. I don't believe this is a stolen, a stolen machine. Uh, I, I checked out. I checked out the guy's uh, profile, I'll, and I'll give him props. It's uh, Wolfman Thirty Nine. I think his name is. He's he's got like well over seven hundred transactions. And uh, quite a few expensive ones concerning uh, computers. So I was I was feeling cool. pretty confident on, on that note. And uh, I guess the last thing is once I get once I've got it in my hot little hands and I've got it configured the way that I I want to have it configured. My last step at that point to make my wife happy will be to sell the 24 inch iMac that I currently have. And cool. I don't know if I'll sell that on eBay or if I'll, I'll offer it up to uh, like the staff at mymac.com or even you know I'll offer it up here on the show if anybody wants to buy a you know very very well maintained 2.16 gigahertz 24 inch iMac it's it's a beautiful machine uh, it's just not capable of doing soundboard Skype <laughs> Safari and three or four tracks in GarageBand all at the same time. I think it's you, guy. Yeah, it very well could be. <laughs> oh, well, well done. So, when when are you expecting to get it? Then that should hopefully should be coming this weekend. But that'll that'll basically mean like next week I won't have it either because I'll still be outfi- yeah, yeah, outfitting yeah. it and you know transferring information and all that. So probably first. What is that? So next week is the twenty second. Probably the first week in March will be the official. You know, champagne official, across the, the bow opening, launch yeah. of cool. my new used eBay Mac. I name Pro. this Mac. <laughs> I name the <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. No, so, I don't so that's that's about all that's going on with with that, and I'm uh, I'm very happy, and hopefully. The issues that I've been having with getting the show out on a timely basis well, without major interruptions yeah. will go away. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Let's we'll hope. See. Let's hope so. If it doesn't, we know it's you. Yeah. Well, now we, I, th- I think I think we've actually got somebody on the line who's now thinking, "Why did they ring me up? <laughs> Why did they bring me on the show? <laughs> Haven't even talked to him yet." Uh, yeah, Roman, are you there? I'm still here. Actually, I brought myself on the show again, didn't I? I wrote you guys up, so <laughs> you could do with me whatever you like. Ooh, boy, that that's why. <laughs> okay, open. that came out wrong, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. want to say that on this show. That 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 could lead to bad consequences. Um, one of the things that's been going on at mymac.com, not so much on the website, but on the the email that that kind of goes back and forth between the writers. Uh, there was a rumor about. The iPhone, about like a mini iPhone 
that what the iPhone Nano? nano. Yeah, the, yeah. I, the iPhone Nano. What a horrible name! I really hope you know. Even if they come out with a smaller iPhone, I hope they don't call it the iPhone Nano. That, right. that name is full of innovation. It just screams innovation. Yeah, yeah. just screams quality. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they're already now. You had put some comments in uh, in this thread. And I wanted to kind of go over those one by one with you here. The first one being that Apple is already being criticized for a smartphone screen that's smaller. Now, this is the part that I didn't understand. You said current industry standard of four inches or more. For, yeah, I mean, my, I recognize the industry standard as being most of the smartphones being shown at CES, like the current HTCs, the oh, okay. so, LGs, you know, yeah. none of those, I mean, most of those are four inches and above, like 4.3 or something, 4.1, 4.5 even are, are like the vast majority of them are actually four point something Yeah, so, so you're basically talking about the Android phones. Exactly, the, yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't think the this uh, most of the Symbian devices or the BlackBerry devices even have a screen as, the same size as uh, as the iPhone. And I would defer that those are smartphones, but but that's yeah, a whole yeah. different. Topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing altogether. Okay, the next one was that if it got smaller Wait, than well, could, could could I could I just yeah, in, please. interrupt you there? If sure. if they come in with a, a four four inch screen, does that mean they'll have to change their definition for a Retina display? Hmm. Well, they could take the retina display and keep it like that, and it'd still be a good resolution. Well, yes, but it, it well, does but mean I, that they can. But it does mean they'll have to change that resolution. So then, uh, it, it, I mean, the term retina displays is a bit of a is is a bit of marketing from Apple, isn't it? Because there is no definition for a, and I'm putting two little fingers up here for a per se <laughs> retina ones? display. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I wonder if they, you know, if they do come out with a slightly larger screen, um, whether you know how that will impact it and change it, and how their marketing will will then obviously um, change the fact or you know work work that into their marketing stream. Well, now if if they change if they change the resolution, how is that going to affect all the current apps that work with the iPhone four and below? Mm, well, yeah, yeah. That's there's 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 there's, there's a, quite a bit more impact, isn't there? When you start thinking about it, yeah. well, if you, if you think about how all these factors will change with a bigger screen, how will these factors change with a smaller screen like the Nano? Are they going to build like an? Is that going to be like kind of a, um, a an Apple TV kind of iOS or or the uh, iPod Nano type of thing where you have? The basis of iOS, but with even less functionality than the iOS already has, or is it really going to be a, just a smaller res iOS on this nano phone? I don't. Know? I don't know if it would be a smaller res because in order to get all the the only way is something like an iPhone Nano or a smaller iPhone, whatever you want to call it, would work. Would be if all or at least most of the current applications that work with the 3GS and the iPhone 4 would work on this smaller phone. So, I just can't see it. Yeah, it would, they would have to make and and you know let, let's face it, even on the the iPhone 4 with with a much nicer screen, a lot of the apps, depending on on what type of app it is, can feel very very crowded. 
Yeah, I, d- I just, I, I just don't see it. I just, I, you know, it. I know that they've said that there's some uh, reputable uh, websites that have started mentioning this, and people are now going, "Oh, yes, you know, they've said it, so it must be true." But <sighs> if if Apple come out with a smaller phone, it will be something different. I don't think it will be a cut-down version of what we have now. It'll be another new venture, which is uh, obviously a phone, but the, something that does slightly different. I just Because I can't see my iPod Touch, which has obviously got a similar size screen. If you go smaller than that, it's just so cumbersome. I mean, I know people like this new Nano, and they like using it as a watch. but uh, know, Yeah, I'm not a fan of the new Nano. No, well, you know, I know that there are a lot of people uh, that quite like it and they like the face, but it's it's not anything you can do anything with. And if you start putting contact on, contacts on there, you know, just how can you start messing about with it and start? I just don't see it. I just don't see them coming out with a smaller version of the phone unless it's completely different. Have I mentioned the pricing policy on the iPod Nano, which is extremely bizarre yet? Well, have it, I mean, how can they? How can they have? Now, these are it, these are analysts or or bloggers guessing no, what the price will be, I, or no? I mean, Apple uh, as such for the uh, iPod Nano, the iPod Nano. Oh, the iPod eight, Nano. Sorry, sorry, I thought yeah, you were yeah, talking. Yeah. Okay, it costs eighty dollars less uh, than the iPod Touch, which is kind of bizarre. For eighty dollars more, you get yeah, an beautiful iPhone screen. without the phone, and that is just weird. And people know? are snapping them up. Well, maybe yeah. this is maybe this is part of the reason why why iPod sales in general have been going down. You know, more people are, are interested in having uh, an iPod Touch or an iPhone with apps than just to have a a singular device that that you know. Granted, it looks kind of cool, and you can use it as a watch. You know, okay, it's eighty bucks. I mean, if you're paying one hundred something, one hundred twenty for the iPod Nano, be it euros or dollars. You get eighty more on it, and you get an iPhone without the phone. You know, it's well, let's, let's 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 think of yeah, let's think of another trend in the industry that's happening at the moment. Um, you know, firstly, the products that Apple produce are, are very good products, so they last. I've got a an iPod Touch here, which is first generation. Absolutely, apart from you know some apps that go on it, and sometimes it's a little bit slow. It works perfectly well. I've got an iPod Shuffle, which I've had. Oh, I don't know now. It must be three, three, three years. With the little, three. the little chiclet type. The the little, yeah. It's it, yeah. Um, no, it's the one with the clip on the back. It's like the the current one, but it's got the little bit of extra. Oh, okay, the, the, right. So I've had that for a few years, and you know it works perfectly. Now the the iPod market, I think, is pretty saturated. Okay, that that aside, they were still obviously selling quite a lot. But if you then take into um, scope of what the industry is doing at the moment. And namely, one word, streaming, a lot of people are now looking for devices which have got internet connectivity. And, you know, the amount of people that I hear are using Pandora and Spotify and and they're just streaming their music. They don't have to have a device which stores it. Now, the iPod Shuffle, the iPod Nano, those devices haven't got connectivity. So they're less use to those sorts of people that like, you know, getting their music that in that way. Okay, well, doesn't the iPod Touch also have kind of that same limitation unless you're on a Wi-Fi network? 
You know, yes, if, if you're you're driving in yes, your car and you're going to work, you can't use your your iPod Touch as a streaming device going to Pandora because you've just got no way to connect up. No, so, but that's but that the, the point I'm making, guys. That's the way the industry is going, and that's why I think iPods are starting to lose. You know, I mean, first of all, you have got saturation, sure, uh, and then you've got um, then you've got all these other cheaper devices. You know, phones, which you know, people could be what Apple could be doing with the pricing of these. Um, um, the iPad Nano, the new one, they, people could be looking at that and going, "Hang on a minute." I'm not going to get an iPhone because it's too expensive. I'm not going to go up to an iPod Touch. And my kid wants an iPhone. They could actually be pushing them to these Android devices. Mm, well, yeah. Well, iPhone costs 200 euros or $200 mm. around for a certain contract. So well, that's the right. contract isn't even too bad, right? That's so right. if you're so, looking so, for a cell phone contract... Uh, if you need a cell phone contract and you want some sort of smartphone, the iPhone four is going to cost two hundred euros, just like the iPod Touch will. And and you see that so I think all of these things just wind up together. Um, and their pricing policy, you know, they're they're going to they're still selling millions of these devices. Let's sure. not you know, oh, yeah. let's back up. Let's back up a little bit here. They are still selling millions of these devices a quarter. So yeah, it's I, I haven't if, seen Steve jobs on a corner with it, with a tin cup yet. Yes. No, no. I, you know, <laughs> we've definitely got to take the view that actually, you know, if that was their only business and their size of the company was appropriate to that business to be selling millions of iPods, I think there's lots of other companies that would die for that. So <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's not be care be careful that we're not painting doom and gloom here. But I think there are lots of other things which are happening at the moment which are pushing people away from getting those sorts of devices. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, all, go ahead, Roman. Um, all of Apple's devices are in a steady transition at their headquarters. You know, they are already uh, viewing transitions up to five years, six years in advance. So they already know which iPods will go and which iPods will stay, which iPods will change and in which uh, form they will change and which kind of a new form factor or uh, functionality. And also the iPhones, if there will be a small one, big one, they already know that. Well, Absolutely. I, 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 agree, I agree with that up to a point. Um, I think that Apple, unlike a lot of other companies that are selling phones or even just in the technology business, um, they're looking forward not only to form factor, but to possible uh, new inventions and, and new technology that, that's coming down the road. Right. And, you know, of course, they can't, they can't, you know, they don't have a crystal ball. They, they don't have a DeLorean that will take them into the future and say, oh, well, yeah. have Steve Jobs, which is. Well, I think well, let's let, let's take let's take let's take Steve Jobs out of this because okay. I think uh, I I honestly will be surprised if Steve Jobs is still running the company at the end of the year. I, I think he's beginning his transition out. Ooh, ooh, that's okay. That's, well, there's 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 a whole um, yeah, that, there's new, a whole another subject. Yeah, let's 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 not, so let's not go into right. that. Let's not go into that. Right, right, right. Sure. Um, with without knowing exactly what type of technology will be in the future, you know Apple has to kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They they have to to 
stand back a little bit and say, okay, well, this is, this is what we think it's going to look like. But if this thing over here comes through and if this thing over here comes through, we're going to have to make changes and And more almost more important than, than Steve jobs is they still have Johnny Ives. Yeah. Well, that's why I say that if there is a new smaller iPhone coming out, if you take those considerations about what's happening to the iPods and music in general and where the industry is going. If there is a new phone coming and it's a smaller version, it's going to be something totally different, but encompasses the ability for parents to say, now that's a good little phone and it's still a music device. And actually I'm quite happy to buy that for my kid. Yeah. Because there's, there's a massive market out there for, you know, phones for children, Anywhere from, well, I've seen them down at, you know, five and six year olds with them, which I think is totally ridiculous, but that's my own, that's my own standing up to about what, 13, 14. I sure. mean, my 14 year olds just got a, uh, an iPhone this, you know, last Christmas, but I'll be honest, I've seen the way she uses it and she doesn't need the full functionality. Yeah. No. And I mean, they will, their fingers will be small enough to type on a little miniature. <laughs> yeah, no, mine doesn't. Veer type of like like iPhone Veer type of keyboard, you know. Well, I, let, let's let's remember that if there's one thing that Apple does very very well, and something that they've been pushing, you know, not only the the music industry but the movie industry and the telephone industry and, and basically consumer content in general is convergence devices, devices that do more than one thing. And it's, and it's a big reason why, uh, especially uh, not so much the, the first iPhone, but the 2G and the 3, 3G iPhones just went completely crazy when they were offered for sale. People were looking for devices that were going to let them watch movies, listen to music, uh, use it as a GPS device, you know, whatever it is. That, and, you know, and I'm going to go more into... Uh, in in future podcasts, something that I'm planning to do next year uh, for the MacWorld Expo. I'm not going to talk about that right now, but this these are the kinds of things that Apple is is seems to be pushing the industry toward. Uh, do either yeah. one of you disagree with that? Well, no, I, I I don't think I disagree with it. I I think I agree with you there, but I, I wanted to pick up on something that Roman just said, which was sure. the fact that they've got small fingers. And my whole <laughs> mindset is that they're going to be coming up. They're coming up with with you know, different ways of doing stuff. And I don't think this will have a keyboard. I think you'd be talking to the machine. And Do you think voice, voice you commands? Mm. Well, that's where they've got to go. That's where you've got to go, Guy, I think. Well, you'd still you'd still need a screen just to make sure that whatever it is you're telling this device yep. to do. Yes, okay. you don't need such a big screen. So you will have a phone, you'll be in the subway, um, and you want to write it, uh, an SMS or an email. And you'll be dictating this. You'll be, uh, I don't know, I sometimes call uh, home or call some destinations with, with the voice activation I already have on the iPhone. With the, um, Honestly, I've never even tried it. With the headphones. I, I've tried it on the way, you know, just I want to get out the iPhone. It might fall down, whatever. It works pretty well. But you do look kind of like a doofus if you do it in a social place where there are lots of people <laughs> going like, Call here and here. Call this and do that. Um, it's okay. Like if you say what time is it, you get the time. That's okay. If you mm-hmm. say call home, call home main or something, that's okay. But if you're going like if you're dictating by yourself, 
Yeah, you know, possibly. I've, I've seen I've seen plenty of doofuses around about, and do you know what? The more you see them, the less of a doofus they become. And God sure. knows, I don't want to look like a doofus. Sure, I mean that's <laughs> that's going to be the future. Every, everyone's going to have a Star Trek kind of thing, uh, and going to be talking into that constantly, constantly connected with their favorite. Uh, I don't know. Um, people and they're just going to constantly be be talking in a in sort of text stream i guess i don't know so talking into your device of, of course is going to be one kind of way of communicating with your device which is a permanent implement implementation in kind of a, a gadget kind of de- uh, device differently Okay, yeah. well, we uh, we kind of need to uh, take a break, but before we do that, I think that was good. That was good. That was I good. There, there yeah. were there were a few other opinions that were expressed by other people on the site. Donnie Yankelo hopes that it's true that there'll be a smaller iPhone and believes that the bigger screen is bad since the iPhone <laughs> needs to say pocket size. And, and okay. honestly, so, I don't so, think so, I don't so, think so a four inch a four inch iPhone is going to have that that much bigger of a footprint. Okay, so what I think Donnie is saying is that yeah. he likes the current iPhone, or if it goes slightly bigger, as long as it keeps its current footprint, fine. Um, but he thinks that there might actually be a smaller for iPhone yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. And he's saying there's not enough room in his pants for, <laughs> for a bigger iPhone. Ooh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Suzanne Gilbert says she agrees with Donnie, and she doesn't want to see a larger iPhone. So on that we have we are really really running late on this break. We need to we need to to, to to take a step back. Take a step back. Take a step back. Take a break. So everyone, please, for the love of God, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. A long December, and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than last I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving but the days go by so fast and it's one more Hey, my Mac listeners, Sam Levin here from App Minute, the ultimate, ultimate source for app news and information. Cool things about all your iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch, Android, anything that connects to those devices, we're all over it. And in less than two minutes, you can get your fix from AppMinute.com. Check it out today. It's a free podcast. You can listen live under your browser or via iTunes. Check it out today at AppMinute.com. Celebrate Apple's iOS, iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and Apple TV with us on the Pocket Size Podcast from MyMac.com with your hosts, Scott and Peter, Great reviews from John Nemirovsky of MyMac.com and segments and contributions from many of the other fine writers of MyMac.com. It's hard to believe so much excitement can fit in your pocket, but it can. Please find us at MyMac.com or in iTunes. Just search for Pocket Size Podcast. You'll be proud to tell your friends that you have us in your pocket.
commando on morality. The G-Men on the MyMath.com podcast. She's playing with her jewellery. She's putting up her hair. She's touring the facility. And welcome back, everybody. Well, we're into our third segment. Doesn't time fly when you're having fun? It does. Well, it does. Um, Guy. I yeah. don't know about you, but I, I've been talking to a guy called, or well, I'm, I say I'm actually friends with a guy called Pat Mann. Um, and Pat recently went into hospital and I haven't heard from him since. So if perchance, Pat, you're listening to this, all I'm going to say is get well soon, mate. And my yep. best wishes out to you and your family. Yeah. Best, best, best of luck. Uh, uh, yep. Best of luck, Pat. And I'm sorry that I can't speak. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty much um, every week. Absolutely. So get in contact as soon as you can, Pat, and say hi. Anyway, now, last week I mentioned um, the uh, Woodpad winner. Yes. And I think I I probably... Butchered his did. name. Well, I, I, I kind of do that to everybody else, so why not do it to the, the, the... <laughs> he, he would have felt left out. And guess what? He, he listened to the podcast. Yes, he did. And I think he sent something in. Yep, here it is. Hi, Gaz and Guy. I am Lex. And I just won a wood bet. I never win anything, so I'm very excited to see what I'll get. By the way, you did mispronounce my name, as you already um, thought. <laughs> uh, I can say now, you say Borger, I say Borger. Anyway, keep up the good works. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Lex. Uh, have you have you sent that off to him yet? No, not yet. I've I've got his address, but I'm um, you know I've got to I've got to get some packaging and and send it off. He'll he'll get it. Don't worry. Okay. Well, just make sure that that, that you spell that you spell the name Bocher. I, I can spell it. I just can't say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in this last segment, and it, it was really the big reason why we're having Roman on. Uh, you're getting ready to go on a trip, Roman. Exactly. I'm going to go to uh, Hong Kong. To oh, I love Hong Kong. You've been there? Oh yeah, a long time. Well, a long time ago. It was uh, it was still under British rule. Or was oh, right. now? Wait, okay. is that was that you know, was that considered a colony or or yeah. what, what was what was the official designation for Hong Kong, Gaz? Or do you know? What do you mean designation? It was called Hong Kong. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Good God, it's, it's part of the. Uh, it was a colony. It okay, was, yeah, that's what I colony. thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was. It's part of the Commonwealth, I guess. Right. Yeah. It was. I'm not sure whether it still is now. No, it's not. Um, because Since it's obviously 97. Now, yeah. No, that's right. I think it's, yeah. you know, it's complete handover. So they're not part of the Commonwealth anymore. Yeah, well, I, 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 was the, there, I was there in 91, I believe. Oh, Go ahead. Cool. Sorry. Okay. No, no. Right. Um, so I'm going to the Apricot uh, Internet Conference. It's Asia's biggest Internet conference. And I'm going there for uh, the association I work for. Uh, which is the Association of the German Internet Industry. And I'm, I'm, I'm a student. I study Chinese and politics. Do you, do you speak Mandarin? Um, I'm on the way to getting there. I just, yeah. <laughs> she, <It's>, she. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, no, no cursing. No cursing. <laughs> you can't say bullshit on this show. <laughs> Actually, um, 
and you know that's like my student job at the association which is an awesome job because i i got to travel to berlin already to lithuania and now to hong kong which is just you know mind-blowing for most students i guess yeah and um, this is the fo- first trip i'm planning all by myself so i'm wondering okay what do i take do i take my iphone 4 is it too precious will i lose it do i need it <laughs> well i think uh, uh is, you know, depending depending on how you plan on using it i think your your biggest biggest expense is going to be roaming roaming charges for it that's exactly what i was thinking uh i'll turn uh all my 3g off and i mean hong kong is going to be full of wi-fi uh especially i'll be there about two weeks the first week will be uh business and the second week will be pleasure vacation time so in the first week i'll have no problem getting to wi-fi spots because the hotel will have wi-fi sure and the conference will have wi-fi they are about 10 minutes apart i can i think 10 minutes i can survive without internet maybe <laughs> maybe on the way i'll get lost whatever you'll be and jonesing go ahead sorry it's a way to the apps but um to the epics but that'll get uh, we'll get to no, that. We'll, we'll get end. to that later, yeah. So um, I'm going to bring it, my own MacBook Pro 13-inch to type, do notes, you know, do uh, business stuff, mm-hmm. uh, most of the emails, typing, the statements, whatever. Um, and the problem is my company actually has an all-Mac infrastructure. I think I've, I've wait, written wait. an email. How, how exactly is that a problem? No, it's not a problem. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, there's a difference for me losing my own MacBook Pro or one of um, one of the employees losing their uh, business MacBook oh, Pro okay, because right, they right. would just like the boss would just wag with the finger and throw another one at them. <laughs> well, will they it, give will they give you one to take with you? Or do you um, have to well, take your own? Well, well, the thing is, I won't get a MacBook Pro 13-inch. They still have like an old PowerBook G4, the first one. Take your MacBook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I took that one to Lithuania and I could not get Wi-Fi at the conference or at the hotel room. Like barely at the hotel room I could get Wi-Fi. So, Was that because of the infrastructure or a problem? I'm not, I'm not sure. I think the Wi-Fi chip in, in that model is just a little weak, I guess, maybe outdated or weak. Um, because at times I could get it with – I could get a signal with my iPhone. At times, I couldn't get it. I, I guess the conference was also overcrowded, but at the hotel, uh, I, my my boss had his iPad and he didn't seem to have problems. So I think I'll be good with my MacBook Pro 13 inch. Well, now, do you have an iPad? I do not yet. I'm not, and I think I won't get the iPad too because it it's rumored not to have a better resolution, and that would be a reason for me to get one. Just you know to look at a nicer window into my internet world. So what exactly, uh, other than your, your MacBook and your iPhone, uh, what other kinds of things will you need? Will you need like a, a microphone to record with or, you know, no. what, what, what other type of gear are you going to use? Uh, I'm going to have like a kind of cleaning kit, I guess, for my stuff if, if they get dirty. Um, I am going to bring along my Snow Leopard. DVDs. If if my MacBook Pro kind of crashes or something happens to the uh, OS, I'll mm-hmm. have the OS ready. So I'll take those two DVDs. And um, in an email you wrote me, you said, you know, it's not a good idea to take your Time Machine backup hard drive. Yeah, so no, I that's not just, a good idea. Well, what you could now, how big is the hard drive inside of your MacBook? Uh, 250 gigs. Okay, well, you can pick up a, a two and a half inch enclosed 
uh, uh, hard drive and then use like um, carbon copy cloner or super duper. And before you leave, just copy the whole thing over to it and then just keep that with you. And yeah. the other thing you might want to do is look at some of the the Mac utilities like from Stellar or from ProSoft and have that installed on there as well. So if you do have problems, you can boot up from your external drive and, and you know use those utilities to try to fix it. Oh, yeah, sure thing. I'm going to uh, take a look at all of these kind of uh, last-minute savior apps. Um, yeah. Can you think of anything that he should take with him, Gaz? Well, I think you've pretty much covered it, really. I, I mean, whenever I go away, I, I try and take um, either the MacBook. Um, I've gone away with the iPad before, um, but it's it's really not enough to do the sort of stuff that you know I do because I, I'll often try and connect up with uh, with you or Mike over at the For Mac Eyes Only podcast and sure. try and do a little bit more and and typing is good on the ipad but it's it's, yeah, it's still not a optimal. little bit restrictive it's still a bit restrictive at times so you know if you've got a macbook um you know the white macbook that i've got is is what i try and take away with me um i've got a collapsible set um headset mic headset plantronics headset um which is a it, you know it wraps down into a a box which i keep it in um uh, which is only by what three or four inches by a couple of inches by yeah. a couple of inches has so that got a built in mic no, it's a Plantronics headset, which oh, I use. All right, so it, because I think that's for better better sound, you know, whatever device you've got. True. Um, yeah, I mean, taking away an extra taking away an extra hard drive with you know um, you know fully backed up. Yes, I, well, I, I know, yeah. where, I know I where you're just, going with that, but I'm just thinking about the you know the security aspect. Uh, yeah. You know, if you lose that, you know, where are you going to keep it? If you're going to keep it in your bag with everything else, and then in the hotel uh, at the safe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because once, I mean, once you yeah. once you're there, you're fine. You know, it's the transportation yeah. point, which exactly. is 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 the worrying point. Really. Well, and let's let's remember as well that just because I mean, remember where you are. You're in China, so putting a hard drive with all of your personal information in into the hotel safe doesn't mean that it's safe well you know you could say that of anywhere really guy you know it, it, if you've got a safe and you know you know it's, the safe works it's fine but it, it I, I don't think that that's less a, that's less of an yeah. issue it's just it's, when you then take it out and when you're transporting it really okay well you can and, also you can also encrypt the drive yeah and i mean i have a, a mobile me uh, a service going so i mean that's 20 gigs of backup i don't need all my itunes music i just need my important business documents and that's not gonna you know that that's not gonna expire to uh, it, it's it's actually an interesting point guy because um i mean i've been thinking about uh when, I, when i've got my trips over to the states i'm thinking about um i've been looking at the exchange rate and whether i should actually come over and, and when i come over buy uh, a MacBook Air because I'm close. I'm very, very close to getting a MacBook Air over here from the refurb store. Right. But when I come over, I've been thinking about getting one when I come over to the States. And my thought process was that I would do exactly what you've been talking about to Roman. And that is get a hard drive and back everything up to it. And then when I, when I'm over there, I'll probably buy it fairly early on so I can then, you know, update all the information. However, because it's going to be a MacBook Air, it's going to be a smaller hard drive. So I've then been trying to work out what do i actually need 
oh, you know, yeah. to clone over. I don't mm. need to clone over all the apps. I don't need yeah. to clone over all the system. documents. That's right. Which system preferences and which library uh, libraries do I need to pull over so I can actually still boot from that drive and still then transfer well, that information are, are, are you talking about the 11 or the 13? Because it makes a difference as far as well, the standard the, hard drive goes. Well, it, it'll be the 11. So it's going to be the 64. Right, yeah, that's a 64. Well, so, the, the, one, well so, the 64 is the base. Yeah, yeah, but let's, I mean, we're moving away from what Roman, you know, talking about Roman doing his... his oh, his not on this show. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm also taking along? Uh, I just got this extra for this trip because I do not want to be um, stuck on a long plane flight or stuck somewhere in Shanghai on transition without any entertainment. And so I just uh, I got a Just Mobile Gum Plus power pack. It has a, it's an iPhone um, power backup and it carries 4,400 milliamps. So wow, really? Yeah, it's that'll, quite a that'll bit charge of it up bang. like what twice at least. Twice or three times, yeah. Holy, because I know the Mophie case that I use will completely charge it up once. And I yeah. know Tim for his iPhone 4 had one. I'm, I'm blanking on the company's name, but it would do it like one and a half to two times. But with a, with a 4,400, what is that, 4,400 milliamp? Battery? It's a separate battery that you connect with um, cables. So you have a 30-pin dock connector and a mini DVD to uh, a mini USB, USB? to USB right. cable. Um, it's it's just a little it's a little piece of battery, pretty much. It's an external battery. It, it's kind of like those. Um, oh, from FastMac. Uh, a Richard Solo kind of yeah. kind of thing. It's from Just Mobile. Um, there's two versions. There's a cheap one. For, for like 30, 40 euros, and there's an expensive one with this aluminum casing on it, and I took the expensive one just because I thought it was more rugged. And I could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm checking the power, and it's... One thing you loaded. mentioned also there, Roman, is, is always make sure you've got all of the cables that you're ever going to need as well. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Though I, I would guess that while you're in Hong Kong, you will not have a problem picking up any cables <laughs> you probably didn't bring along. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, Guy, you always need a cable when it's like 2 o'clock in the morning and you just yeah. want to do something quick to move something over from one place to another and it just becomes, for some reason, it becomes the most difficult thing. Oh, yeah. You probably, you probably then go to bed and wake up the next morning and think, oh, I could have done it this way. Well, you know, uh, a real quick uh, Macworld Expo story. Uh, first day we were there, we were in the, in the, the, the press room. And Sean King came over and sat down at our table, and he was talking to us, and he was like, ah, oh, darn it, I didn't bring a, I think it was a micro USB to USB cable. And, you know, I looked down at my bag, and I have this, this plastic bag that I put all my cables in, and I was like, well, here. <laughs> I just took one out and handed it to him, and which he didn't return, by the way. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> I still have my cable, Sean. Um, and not that big a deal. But, you know, it, it was that kind of thing where, yeah, you know, you're in San Francisco, and yes, he could have left the Moscone Center and gone a couple of blocks and gotten a new one, but, you know, why do it if you don't have to? So, yeah, make sure, unlike Sean King, that you, uh, that you have all the cables that you need before you leave. <laughs> Sean. Yes, definitely. Sean King. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> now you were also mentioning that there were some apps that you wanted to use to kind of make your way around Hong Kong, and that you were going to do that uh, through your iPhone. Yeah, I, but how are I, you? But if you have your 3G turned off, you won't be able to do that. 
Exactly. So I started looking for roaming. You know, I'm like, I'm going to get paid for this trip. Um, you know, I'm quite a sum of money. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I could spend some of it for, uh, for roaming. I guess it's not too expensive. It costs 15 euros per day. Yeah. Sure. For unlimited, something like that. And really? actually, that's, that's pretty good if it's unlimited. Yeah. yeah I think it's unlimited. Uh, make, make sure that before you yeah. and and that now remember that 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 these minutes that you buy a lot of that as far as the price of it goes and how well they're going to work is going to depend on what region of the world you're going to so oh, yeah. you know make sure that whatever it is whatever kind of plan it is you get it specifically is going to work in Hong Kong yeah I actually spoke with a, a support uh, telephone service dude, and he had an absurd kind of thing. He's like, yeah, uh, well, if roaming is too hard for you to figure out, just like take a normal paper map. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, your reasoning is kind of strange, sir, because... And you I, know who that was? That was Sean King. Yeah, I wouldn't have to buy an iPhone. I could just, you know, I'm picking uh, on Sean King tonight. Send send a paper mail to all my contacts, and I wouldn't need a telephone, would I? So, <laughs> did you so, ask? You know, did you ask him what the charges would be to 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 have like a, an old fashioned teletype machine? You know, where you could like <laughs> beep 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 yeah. beep 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 beep. You know, SOS like Morse code, Morse exactly. Code again, yeah, and then just I, t- I, tap right into the phone lines. What the? What do you need a computer for? Yeah, that's kind of absurd. Have roaming? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> just take a map. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I have an iPhone. I, I just bought an iPhone and I'm not supposed to use it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so I, I looked for some uh, uh, map solutions and there are lots of offline map solutions. Are we going to transition to the app picks right now? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, this will be your app pick. Okay, so um, it's name is pretty long. It's called Asia and Russia Offline Map with Direct U. This is also available. It just for, rolls right off the tongue. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can find that in iTunes if you just go offline map and you can see all the regions that are available. You're going to download uh, each continent separately. So now I have Asia and Russia because I'm going to Hong Kong. It's pretty much um, only it's this um, OpenStreetMap uh, platform, the OpenStreetMap contributors platform. It's it's pretty decent. It's um, it it uh, scrolls into um, street level, so you see all the street names. Some I think are are they're not all quite there, but in Hong Kong, Hong Kong seems to be pretty pretty complete. Um, it's for free <laughs> and, and complex, and and complex. It's 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 pretty decent, and it also has a um, uh, the function that you can have a, a compass appear on the map and actually just um, you know work with the internal compass, which doesn't need a GPS signal, which tells you which way you're looking at. So that's pretty that's pretty decent. And there are some paid apps, but it has nothing more. So you can't do pins. You can't select any uh, POIs, um, points of interest, nothing like that. It's just it, it's, it's just a, yeah, a it's a basic map app to get you around town. Exactly, and there are other paid alternatives like O Maps and Off Maps. Now, there's Off Maps One and Two. 
the off maps one people it says you know get the second one but at the second one the reviews are pretty bad saying that the second one is a, a ripoff because you have to pay for more i don't know but they have points of interest like uh hotels they have wikipedia points they have restaurants tourist attractions museums etc and a search function for all of those and you have like a pin kind of a slider so you can choose an area uh and you know uh search your your directions sure. from uh, to go from one point to another but they all carry a vast majority of one star ratings with lots of reviews on iTunes calling them ripoffs but there are also a lot of YouTube reviews from people displaying uh, them working pretty well so i'm not sure if i'll pay you know not a significant amount of money like 2 euros i guess and like 79 cents uh per map or per region i don't know how they do it um for these extra features like showing hotels restaurants tourist attractions that might be pretty neat well the other thing the other thing to remember is that you should you know do some due diligence yourself before you leave and you know uh what's the name of the the, the big guide um f- uh folders not folders um uh, lonely, lonely planet or yeah you know and they'll have they'll have you know, um, there's plenty of travel sites that that'll give you some some tips and hints on oh, yeah. on good restaurants and you know places to go see and you know things along those lines. Hey, Gaz. Yeah, I've got a, a well. It's a bit of an oddball one. This one actually. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's called Trackpad Magic by Joseph Newman, um, and it's a bit of a fun app. I've got a little trackpad, um, which. I'm still not sure whether I'm sold on. However, um, this little um, application, uh, which currently costs, I think it's one pound nineteen, or that probably means it's what about one dollar ninety nine, dollar ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, means that you can use your trackpad, and it means that you can use your trackpad not only your your magic trackpad, but also your multi touch trackpad trackpad on your Mac um, or your MacBook or MacBook Pro, um, it creates, it basically changes it into uh, a musical instrument um, with a light display. So if you want a bit of fun um, and you want to see what sort of um, sounds that you can create, then go and take a look um, at Magic Trackpad or Trackpad Magic uh, which you can use your magic trackpad with. God, there are too many trackpad magics in that <laughs> statement. But uh, trackpad magic by Joseph Newman, um, and it, it it's it's good fun actually. I've been messing around with it. So perhaps next week I'll come up. I'll have composed a musical interlude for you. Oh, excellent! Uh, now mine, on the other hand, is gratuitous space battles by red <laughs> by red marble games and we all know about these you know these these gathering games like starcraft and warcraft where you know you've got to go and you got to build these little things to mine gold or to get asteroids or you know whatever it is and then you use that and you build something else well gratuitous space battles doesn't even mess around with any of that it's like build your ships Find a bunch of other ships that are your enemies and go blow the crap out of them. So I enjoy those kinds of games. They're, they're, it's simple, not too complicated, and you get to see lots of explosions. <laughs> That's Gratuitous Space Battles by Red Marble Games. It's on the Mac App Store for sixteen ninety nine. 
Now, Gaz, actually, Roman, Roman, Uh, Roman, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Well, I hope soon um, I'll have, I don't know, you know, we've been talking. What we missed was the the MyMac Germany kind of thing I was planning. Um, I I have a friend that has that would have uh, his own domain. So we could set up like a, a WordPress site over there and have the uh, the normal written stuff on there and mm-hmm. links to iTunes where we have our podcasts and YouTube where we have the screencast, the usual type of deal. Okay, well, you know, tell you what, um, and why don't we have you on again when you've got all that set up and and we can talk more about your podcast? That's a great idea. I'm yeah, be sorry about that. I did for, I no, did forget no, about sure. that. I mean. There would just be too much to speculate. I'll, I'll be talking to Tim on, on Friday about that, and um, after that, there'll be much more interesting stuff and uh, certain cool. things that I can say. So, um, well, <laughs> you can, yeah, you can get me at uh, Conan the Barber at me dot com. That's my um, most frequently used email address, and uh, my Skype handle is Conan the Barber one with a num- numeric one. And my Twitter is Conan the Barber. I'm with so, o. The yeah. O is a zero. I, like I, I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my uh, <laughs> the, the internet uh, the internet handle I kind of acquired. <laughs> How about you, Gaz? Uh, well, you can contact me at gaz at mymat.com or you can contact me over at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. Now, Guy, yeah. is there any chance anybody could contact you? Well, if, if they really, really wanted to, they could contact me at guy at mymac.com, uh, twitter.com forward slash, you know what it is, Roman? Um, mymac.com. No, no, no. It's <laughs> mymac.com it, guy. No, it's Mac, Mac Parrot. Oh, Mac Parrot, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course. What else? What, what else could <laughs> it be? <laughs> and, and if if you wanted to contact think, any of I us, I think actually, I think actually, the parrot was rather annoyed that Roman didn't know. Well, I would be. Roman <laughs> oh, didn't know. Parrot angry. Well, no, that's gratuitous space battles. That's the wrong yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, they can contact. They can contact any of us. At uh, feedback at mymac.com, including Fearless Leader Tim. And Gaz, I don't know if you knew this. Now, this, this, this may be a shock. We have a Skype number. Do we? We do. And hardly anyone uses it. Shame on you all. Uh, it's area code 703-436-9501. Or, or if you want to do like Lex do did just record something on your iPhone or with your Mac and send that into us at any of those addresses. Yep. And uh, we'll be glad to receive them. And uh, also, please, it'd be really nice and we'd be really appreciative. We'll be your best you friend. We, we, we really, really, really <laughs> will. You go over to iTunes and leave us some, uh, some feedback there as well. It'd be fantastic. Yep. And I think that's going to about do it for tonight. I think so. Yeah. Roman, thanks so very much for coming on. We'll get you on again once you get back from uh, from Hong Kong and you have some more news about your upcoming podcast. It's been a pleasure. Now, I'll be on and tell you all about how it was. Cool. And Gaz, thanks again for, for, for coming on and, and putting up with my Floridian ways. I just don't know how I do it. I think I take medication before I come on each time. And that's how I <laughs> well, I know people have been wanting me to be on medication for a long, long time. 
Thank you all so very much for downloading the podcast, and, and we hope to see you again next week. Have a great week. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. You there, uh, Roman? Yeah, I'm here. Can hey, what's me? up, dude? Yeah. Great. Um, Are you wearing headphones? Uh, not yet, but I can if you want me to. Yeah, because otherwise we're going to get some, some feedback from this news. Sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so as Roman goes diving into the deep blue sea... To- to get his headphones. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Roman Wozniak. An epicure dining at crew found a very large bug in his stew. Said the waiter, don't shout and wave it about or the rest will be wanting one too.